This is a class about life and shadow, a class about form and texture, and our object of interpretation is the skin of a nude model. Yes! Cool. <coughs> well, it's nice to see such enthusiasm. I'd like to get a feel for your individual talents by bringing up our first model of the semester. Christine? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whoa. Whoa! You can see your boobs! <laughs> this is the coolest class ever. Coming to you from beautiful upstate New York, this is the Slam Tilt Podcast, a show about all things pinball. I'm your host, Ron Hallett, here with my co-host, Bruce Nightingale. Let us all bow our heads in silence. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about that. And welcome to episode 31, The Spy Who Loved Me. With the worst ski scene ever. Worst? Oh my god, it's really bad. That blue screen in the background is just terrible. So is it... Okay, how about um, For Your Eyes Only? That also has a ski scene. Yeah, but that one's a little better done. It really is. All right. I think they finally, you know, they got the blue screen started on this one. Like, they really depended on it way too much. Plus, uh, it's just terrible. Ah, uh, terrible. Well, it was a hit, and it was, it was, a, a, hit, it was a, a good recovery hit. after the poor performance of the, uh, the Man with the Golden Gun. It was a three-year hiatus. Probably one of the longest periods without one until it came back. And it has the uh, Nobody Does It Better yes. theme song. Major hit for Carly Simon. Yes, and Miss Barbara Bach. Barbara Bach, sister of? Daisy Duke. Yes. But we're not alone this week. No, not for this subject. For this subject, we had to pull out all the stops. We, all the sub- okay, we pulled out all the stops for the subject. Yes, so uh, this is going to be a little heavy Probably half the episode is probably going to talk about IFPA. Oh, half the episode. Oh. Yeah, just half. Just there half. goes the fast-forward buttons there. They're <laughs> clicking, clicking. Hi. <laughs> 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 nope, still on that. Nope, still. Oh, Jesus Christ. But uh, we're bringing back Tim Balls. Tim Sexton is joining us once again. I have a little problem with Tim right now, actually. I'm going to oh. bring it up real fast. Whoa. I'm going to bust his balls a little bit. I'm not. Can I say hello? Up. Wow. Yeah, no, you can say hello, but I'm going to say you never shout us out on your Twitch things. I do. I haven't heard much. We always talk about you, brother. He will if if I go on there and make a comment. Oh. Get Albany well, Pinhead of the Slam Tilt Podcast. Hello. <laughs> Very good co-hosting, Bruce. You don't even let the, the guest say hi and immediately bust his balls before he says anything. That's That's good. To back up Bruce's warning, though, I do agree with him. As long as you hear my voice, you're going to want to keep holding down that fast forward. <laughs> All right. So let's, without any further ado, I mean, we have a full docket of news items, but let's just get right to it. Um, and th- this is more, I would say, a more, more northeast subject, although it, it will affect other areas. But we're talking about Super League. Super League. And for those who don't know the story, in in New York City, there's a place called Modern Pinball who has a Super League. 
And they're Super What's League. What's a Super League? Uh, Super League is, what really is a Super League? It's just a league with a, more people than you would normally see in a league, I guess. Is that why it says Super League? E- either way, their Super League would get ridiculous amounts of IFPA points. Like, just tons and tons and tons of points due to the way that they ran their league. Which, we'll let Tim take that one over. Tim, can you tell us how did they manage to get so many points out of that location? Well, first I want to talk about the name Super League because a lot of people in the past couple of years have made leagues they've called Super Leagues. But whatever they're they're like fake super leagues this is the real original super league the modern pinball super league we're talking about and the distinct difference between the modern pinball super league and any other league that ran in the world i guess is the number of players the number of rated players and how frequently this event ran so i think a total of like 26 events have been changed over this past a couple of days. We'll, 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 we'll get to the changed part. But yeah. just, just to tell it, like, so they would have, it was like every month, I believe, the way it worked? Yeah, it was every month. And um, the Super League started in January 2015, and it was a pretty simple, straightforward format. You showed up uh, every week. You played seven games. And then at the end of the month, all your scores were compared against all the other players' scores. And then at, if you had the most points, you won. There was no finals or anything, and more and more changes were introduced to the tournament system to force these rules. And a lot were due to the Super League. Like, you have to have a finals portion at the end of your tournament. That's head-to-head. You have to have this threshold. Like, players have to play at least 50% of your qualifying games. It's a new rule for this year. And the Super League kept changing to conform to all these rules, but the constant was the number of players involved and the number of players participating at a minimum level. What was the typical number of players they would get for a month? Uh, it looks like around 200. Uh, now, how, pray tell, is that possible? The running explanation is you have someone who is working uh, full-time, I guess Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, so from open to close, who is allegedly writing down the scores of all these players who come in and say, hey, I want to play in Super League, but I only want to play three games for some reason. And then they go into the whole thing, and they get rated against everyone else who goes, hey, I want to play in Super League, but I want to play all seven games every week. And the players who play seven games every week naturally beat the hundreds of players who play three or four games every month. And that was how the Super League ran, supposedly, for a long time. Now, the reason I say supposedly is because of this latest change, which seems to have been voluntarily done by uh, the person running the Super League, who's actually gone back in time and said, I'm only going to include the players who have who played at least 50% of the qualifying games. So in the months where it was seven uh, games a week, you'd have to show up for two weeks, you'd have to play at least 14 games, it looks like. And that would get you submitted into this tournament retroactively back the past two years. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm opening up my popcorn right now as we speak. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Yeah, when you said supposedly, are, are you insinuating it was not really run that way? Well, I'll use, uh, Josh's words, uh, Josh, 
uh, Sharp runs the IFPA, and I'm going to try to find the phrase he had mm, used, because I don't want to... Mm. <laughs> okay, at best, it's unclear whether a player intends on wanting to participate and have their scores recorded. At worst, it allows every score from every player that is playing in the building the opportunity to be recorded, uh, regardless of any interest or knowledge of participating. It's just always assumed. So I guess they took the median of this at best and at worst and said, uh, something needs to change here, and went ahead with this change. So basically what would happen is someone would walk in from the street and is like, you want to be a member of a league? What? Oh, here, we'll take your name, play some games. Okay. And they write the name, the scores down, and there you go. You're in the Super League. But possibly not that. It's even possibly just put your name down here and have fun. <laughs> really? Uh, I see. Yeah, okay. I could have been, you know, who knows? Now, we're not insinuating that did happen or did not happen. But the no, and there's going to be no happening. way to prove that. Of course not. The odds of it happening are more prevalent, I would say. I'm not being, I'm going to be devil's advocate on this one. I can't prove it. No one can prove it or prove it not. Yeah, but if you look at the number, you have 200 people a month. So 200 people came in and said, you want to be in our league? Here, play at least, what, three? And they all played exactly three games? Pretty much. Uh, and it, in addition, it's the same 200 people. Like, it's not random 200 players every month. It's okay, this guy always plays three games a month. He always comes in exactly once a month. He schedules the second Tuesday at 2 a.m. to come play or something. <laughs> who knows when he's there? Who knows wow, who he is? really? So that's how it was. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, listeners, you can make up your mind on what you think about that. I mean, I, I know <laughs> I am pretty pattern-oriented. I tend to, you know, I grocery shop usually the same day. I do things at the same time. So if you had 200 people that had OCD like me and all came in at the exact same time and played the exact same, you know, number of games. I could see it, but there's probably not 200 people that OCD. So that, that's, I, I was unaware of all this other information. I always thought it was just like they, when people walked in, they said, Hey, you want to be in our league and here, play three games. We'll take them down. Oh, okay. I didn't realize it was like all the same people playing the same amount of games at the same time. And yeah, if, that, if, that if gets into the point. If, if, if we are wrong, please tell us, people out there. In, yeah, please in tell us if we're wrong, if yeah. the numbers are wrong. But I mean, because I always took it the other way that they were just getting people coming in off the street, like, hey, want to do, hey, and just like, oh, okay. And they just were writing down their scores. We I are was, equal opportunity. Yeah, here. I was unaware of this other story until literally a few minutes ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> I knew well, about, so, I knew about the, the, hit, the hints of it, yes. Well, you know everything, Bruce. No, so so one of the players in here that I uh, had seen when he was signed up in the first ever Super League was Jason Sudeikis, who's been moved to the Super League B division. He doesn't have any points, but he's still in the system. If anyone knows Jason, <laughs> uh, ask him if he knows about the Super League. He just gets some data for us. <laughs> Did he know that he came in 102nd place in January twenty? 20- uh, 15 in the Super League. And there's a lot of people who are in this situation. So now if you go to like Modern Super League B Division, you'll see a lot of the names segregated a little more and you can click on their profiles and see, oh, they're always in B Division. So a little exercise for fun if you want to just dig down into the... Uh, Some homework s- from Tim. Something like I've been doing all day today, yeah. 
Okay, so what so what actually happened to the points and some of the rankings? Yeah, yeah. R- right before he does that, just to let our listeners know, one of the main impetuses of the upstate pinball rankings was the fact that in at least 2015 and 2016, if you were in upstate New York, which as New Yorkers, New York City people would say is anything not New York City, basically your stuff didn't count, really. I mean, you, you could not compete with 200 people a month. So a new Josh, you know, listen to the call and a new a specific ranking or specific, you know, upstate New York, you know, ranking sheet was, was created for this just to combat this. Which we had much help with. We did. It was a lot of people's idea. You know, I, I ran with it, but a lot of people did help out with Howard Levine in the beginning. Tim did. You did. A couple other people, you know, I might have forgotten who did, but everyone has helped with this and I ran with it and I like doing it and it's going to continue. I'm going to state that right now. Upstate championship is still going to happen. Josh even talked about it tonight and encouraged it, which is really cool. Yeah, so uh, I mean, this allowed players from you know Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, places like that that are probably not going to be going to New York City on a monthly basis just to play in in a super league to to get rankings points and at least feel like they're competing against other people in some kind of fair plane, <laughs> if you right. want to say. So the, the unique thing about this is not only are they they changing, they're they're retroactively changing all the points for the last what two years back to 2015 yeah well when, whenever months. the um the way the system's set up is that if any tournament changes at any point in the past starting from then to current day is completely rebuilt so that has led to some very interesting changes in rankings yes. of players some or you, you, you would figure wouldn't move much like steve bowden i believe what is he fifth sixth he was Six, he was six. He, he was six, and he moved down to eleven. So not yes. really, not really much of a change because he's the, one point behind Mots, and he's eight points behind Bowen. So he's right, you know, in this tight little range now. And but, he really didn't play that much. He didn't. Wait a second. Now let's give him the benefit of that. Also, he really didn't have much of his points from Super League. Yeah, he only he had pre Super League eight hundred and ninety points, and after Super League he had seven hundred and eighty. So, so between up to 20 events, he only lost 110 uh, points. five points each for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So don't, you know, when you, you know, Steve is a friend of the, you know, Steve is a very good friend of all of ours and he didn't use the system. Yeah. Steve, Steve, honestly, Steve took a lot of shit for being in, in Super League. Like when his ranking started to go up, it was all like, oh, he's a Super League and, and, and all that. And Steve wipes our ass for the place but and he's a good Steve- player. <laughs> Steve was also a sponge for these Super League points because he would be first or second in New York and he would play in New Jersey. So he bumped it down at least one more spot um, to right b- above Levy, who didn't play in the Super League this year. But I think he was right at the cut line this year of a non-Super League player who almost made it in. Yeah, I, I think um, Steve literally had to win the Expo tournament and and finish, what, top five or whatever it was at Pinburg to... Fifth at Pinburg, yeah. Yeah, to get validation that, you know... Like, I am actually this good. You know, it's not just a Super League thing. Oh, he's also leading the circuit point standings, and he can't yeah. even go to that final. He can't even go to it. Yeah, I know. So, but some other players. Now, I don't I don't know how we feel about keep mentioning people's names on the podcast. 
you know, they might get. We can go initials. I'm thinking we, we can G. do initials, maybe a first name yeah. and a last initial, just to say, you know, like like Bob Smith dropped three thousand points. You know, and Bob Smith would be like, "Why are you mentioning me, asshole?" GP, <laughs> GP. Yeah, let's go over some of the players and their precipitous falling in the rankings. Give us some examples, Tim. Greg likes to hear his name, so yeah, he does. Greg does like to hear his name. Uh, but Greg's a good friend of, I think, all of ours. Yes. And uh, he's actually told me he's um, happy with this change because he felt like just flying up the rankings wasn't as fun as watching like me or Levy just kind of crawl our way up them by, you know, really, Morning. yeah, go to these circuit events and putting up good, you know, little incremental stuff. So now he's dropped from 23rd to 98th. And I think he told me there's a little bit of a mistake that might be fixed so he might even be a little higher than that but it's a big drop yes. uh to drop from the front page down to the third page almost. second or third page yeah um but he's so told me he's like yeah you know my profile looks better now you know it's not just super league super league super league i've got pittsburgh pinball open on there i've got yep. pin mania on there i've got all these other events i was proud of that just weren't really showing up on my card yep. uh prominently displayed and he does have good results, and I think you can look at it now and kind of see, like, oh, he did well at Pinfest. He did well at Pinmania. You know, it might be something to this guy. He might be a good up-and-coming player. Yeah, and to explain to the listeners what happens a lot with the rankings is you're, the points you earn for certain things, if it's not enough points, it doesn't even show up. Like, it's just, like, stuff that doesn't count. It shows up in your totals for the state, but it doesn't show up in your top 20. Yeah, if yeah. you go to someone's main page, you might have, you know, and if you were in Super League, that's where you got all your points. So you, you could have been you could have been third at, like, I don't know, at Pintastic, and you probably, that wouldn't show up because of all your Super League points. But some players dropped a lot. Yeah, and these were players who had been playing pretty much exclusively in the Super League. Well... The people I had mentioned before, these these players who are now in the B division, dropped from about you know maybe two thousand in the world to unranked because all the results are zero points. But I think the people people will mostly notice the front page, the first or top one hundred, I guess, where you had a bunch of players who played a good portion of their events in the Super League. And Bob Matthews had done a little analysis of this before too, who dropped to the mid hundreds about. I would say was the average of a top 100 player in the Super League has dropped to the mid hundreds now. Some even 500s. Yeah. And actually, some of us have actually noticed a bump up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I gained about uh, five spots from. I gained seven <laughs> overnight. I lost points, actually. Yeah, and you will. Uh, you the, the reason I lost points is because another benefit of always winning uh, tournaments against 200 players is that you get this rating boost and this ranking boost, which which carries forward so you bring higher value with you to future events because you're assumed to be a better player. This kind of works itself into the system. So I live in New York. All of us live in New York. We play New York City guys a lot. And these little ranking and rating bonuses gave us little bits of points that sort of got slowly changed by this so i remember yes uh yesterday i looked and i was about uh 406 whopper points and i'm down to 397 but i moved up a bunch of spots yeah 
So little interesting things like that happen. So, and to get really nerdy into points. <laughs> oh, boy. This is a pinball podcast. This is all about nerdy. Come on. Yes. I'll, all right. I'll be really quick. I'll try to be quick. The key thing to know is that the critical number here of why this is so much is uh, the 128-player rule. And this is your point of diminishing returns as far as exploiting pinball points go. And... The reason this is is because the way your points are distributed from second place down to last place is different depending on how many players are in the tournament. And it's given by this, there's this base linear point system. So that's why you'll go to the bottom of any tournament. You'll notice everyone's like 0 0.11, 0.22, 0.33, 0.44. You'll notice this like very slight increase that's very consistent. And then you'll go halfway up a tournament, and you'll see that people go up 0.9, 2, 4, 8, 12. And then it's like jumps up very quickly. And so on top of the linear points that everyone gets is this dynamic curve distribution. And this dynamic curve is basically, you can look at a chart of from one player up to 128 players in your tournament. This is what percent you will get at every single position. And the maximum one was 128 players the top 64 players get the smoothest, flattest curve. And very few tournaments, even circuit events, even these other ones that aren't majors, even majors, like IFPA World Championships only has 62 players. It doesn't benefit from this curve as much as Modern did. So you see um, players who perennially came in 10th place or something were getting a ton of points for their consistent 10th places much more than anyone was getting for a 10th place at a circuit event or 10th place at uh, their local league or something. So, And this would happen every single month, too. So it became a real big issue for players like us, especially in New York, where we want to get these top 16 state spots, but the person who's averaging 16th place in Super League is just far outpacing all the first, seconds, thirds, fourths, anyone like myself, Ron, Bruce, Eric Russell we're getting in any upstate tournaments. And you'd go, why is that? Like, we're doing really consistent. We're doing really well. But, you know, 16th place in Modern is getting this incredible, uh, incredibly generous point distribution. And they can consistently be 16th place. Like, you'd expect 16th place out of 200 to be quite a task. But because a lot of these players were effectively forfeiting their chance of winning by not fully participating, 16th became a lot easier. And I think you'll see the number of players they're getting at finals is about 20 players. And you can pretty much consider that the core group of modern Super League players. But that's 20 that were submitted on top of these other 100 or so, 200. I think one month had like 600 before. <laughs> I know. I know. But let's bring up, now you actually walked me into another subject, which is great, Tim. Tim, in 2015, where did you play your state finals? I played in Connecticut. Yes, against I, um, who did I lose to the first? Oh uh, God, some guy on this podcast, and uh, <laughs> uh, yes, but I did enjoy that. I I actually enjoyed playing with you at the Sanctum. The Sanctum's a great place. So we both played in Connecticut. Why did we both play in Connecticut? Well, uh, we couldn't play in our home state of New York because we couldn't qualify. Now, Ron, where were you in the 2015 state finals? For the 2015 year, I actually ended up playing in uh, Massachusetts, and that's only because I won Pintastic. That's literally the only reason I had enough points, because I actually won 
So I was able to uh, get um, swept, I believe. In the, <laughs> I, I did not play. I did not play well, but I, at least I got to play. Yes. yes. And, but the reason why you didn't play in New York because I couldn't. There are numbers now out. Luckily, Tim and and uh, Mr. Josh Sharp put these out. Uh, guess what place you were in if Super League was actually rated now the way it is. Guess where you would have been in 2015, Ron? I don't know. Where would I have been, Bruce? 15th. You would have qualified for Woo-hoo! the stage. I'm in. With only right. 10 events played. Yes. Yes. Now, Tim, you, where you were in 11th place. Yep. I was in 6th place. So all three of us, we all would have been in. We are the Triforce of Upstate. Yes. <laughs> and, and Eric Russell, 7th. We had 7 Upstate players out of the top 17. If you want to expand it to 20, we had the top 10 out of 20 in 2015. Half. How about the next year? That's what I'm going to right now. Ron, do you know where you were? I wasn't top 16. No, you were not, but you were top 26. Top 20. So I was 26th? 26th. <laughs> okay. Under, just under uh, Zach Sharp. Yeah. Number three in the world. So. Yes, yeah, so very impressive. That makes you four in the world. Yes, that makes you four. <laughs> four in, in the world. Part. Tim, where did you play in 2016 for your state? Oh, well, first, Ron, where did you play in 2016 for your state finals? I didn't play anywhere. I didn't qualify anywhere. I suck. We're going to get to that. I had to win Fantastic again if I wanted to make it. <laughs> yeah. Tim, where did you qualify for your 2016 tournament? I was above the cut line in 10 different states. Very except, impressive. Except for the one that I live in and the one I had the most points in, New York. Well, that's pretty fucked up, Tim. Yes, it yeah. is pretty, pretty fucked up in this world. Tim, you would have been seventh yep. in the, your own state without Super League. Me, I qualified in Massachusetts. I did not play in Massachusetts because of personal reasons and work reasons. I qualified fifth. Eric Russell was sixth. Jerry, Jerry might have made it or might have not. We, you know, he might have went to Connecticut because it's closer to him there. He doesn't like New York City. You know, there's a lot of players who might have not chosen. But the thing is, the numbers are now hopefully right. And we did get boned for two years. And now we go into the next subject, which is all day today discussion, which I've alerted these two guys about. <laughs> yes. And, and the subject is where to have the state championships. It's for the pretty past much four years. Yeah, pretty much a given that it's going to be in New York City. In the past four years, it has been in New York City. Even before Super League in 2014, when both me and Bruce qualified, see a pattern here? Developing, no Super League, <laughs> we make it. We ended, we played at, um, was it the Sunshine Laundromat? And the year before was Pioneer. Oh, I didn't even so know. Okay. Pioneer, Pioneer was the first year. Then it was uh, Sunshine. Uh, where was the third one? I don't it even know where to. Th- oh, Super League. It was Modern. Uh, modern. And then the last, year, the last one was in uh, that gentleman's house. Steve Marsh's uh, house. You're, you're missing one. You're There's missing only been one. four. Uh, Jack Bar. Was that? It wasn't Pioneer. It was Jack Bar. Oh, that was the first one. Jack it was Bar. Jack was the first Bar. One, sorry. Yep. Not Pioneer. Sorry. But my complaint was today when this all came out was maybe this will now encourage people to actually consider the whole state of New York as a place to play, possibly. And after I, 300 posts of heated debate all day today. All day today, because everyone couldn't get through their heads that 
I said, let's bring Buffalo back into it because Buffalo has proven that they can have a tournament there first because they have the only major in New York State. Yes. Which is the Buffalo Pinball Open. Second, people were asking for the past four years or at least the three years that upstate people could qualify. Some people were asked to drive seven hours from Buffalo, myself up in Rochester, even Syracuse, even Albany of just four hours to four and a half hours to drive down to New York City every time to qualify. So I yeah, said, but, but well, Bruce, you don't understand. It's they don't cold. have cars. Uh, it's cold. You guys have cars, which makes transportation instantaneous and free. Yeah, exactly. It's so free. It's so easy. <laughs> but the thing was, they were like, I, I'm telling these people, and I wasn't being rude. I've, if you noticed, Tim, I, I was actually being very. You not rude? I wasn't, honestly, Tim. Was I rude? No, he wasn't. He was on his best behavior. Yeah, he seemed like he didn't piss anyone off. It was a rarefied air for Bruce. It was rarefied air, but I was bringing up the point saying, let's have it in Buffalo because guess what? You guys have wanted us to drive seven hours. Maybe it's time for you to drive seven hours. But we don't have cars. Well, the reaction I got was, well, that's not right. It's cold up there. It's not right. Uh, Why should I drive seven hours? I'm not going to do that. Like, you're making my point for me. (laughs) <laughs> you really are making my point for me. <laughs> it should be told the, the locations of this year's event should be beforehand. So if you don't like that place or you don't want to play in that place, you can maybe try a different state. We've proven we've all proven that we can play in different states. Look at Levy won North Carolina and he lives in New York City. So, you know, it's it, it, you can prove that you can play in another state and win in another state or at least compete in another state. Tim just got third in Connecticut this year. I had fourth in Connecticut the year before. We we all can play. We can, we're good. Timmy and Levy are better. Trust me. First to admit it. I bow to your greatness, both of you. But I want it to be a centralized location. And I brought up Keeler, Rock Fantasy. Another, I know Ron's going to fall over and collapse. He actually did. He brought it up. I did. But Steve, Steve Keeler, he was not interested. He was not interested, which he, makes... He, he didn't, he, I don't, I think he thinks there's a certain amount of drama that he just doesn't want to be involved with. He just wants to play and have fun. He doesn't want to get involved with all that stuff. But we brought up Ron's house. And last year for the Upstate Championship, Ron's house was incredible. It yeah, was. Ron did an time. amazing job. I got texted by Bruce saying they're they're using your they're I bringing up, up your well well actually Greg brought it up. Yep, there were several people I think before you even brought it up that that were, and I I couldn't this some Facebook group that I wasn't actually it's Levy's Facebook group I wasn't even a member of so I couldn't see any of these posts. So I so yeah I did join and and I got approved or whatever and I'm seeing all these posts like wow people like my collection. Round zero is a good place, but I recommend level Ron's zero. House. Level zero. I like round zero. It's like round a bomb zero. No, <laughs> no, that would not be good for New York City people to call it that either. Bad, <laughs> no. bad Bruce. But it, it, it runs is a great place. It can hold 16 easily. We've proven that many times. Even people who want to come and, you know, and visit and watch also, it can handle it. People were actually receptive, including Francisco. He was very... I will say accepting of it. And you know, I, yeah, I even said, I'll drive you from the train station or the bus station. Oh, I will too. Yeah. I'm on the way. And that's what we need. We need, and I'm going to follow that lead also. Well, hopefully in the next three or four months, I'm going to ask and get the location for the upstate championships preset. That's my goal this year. 
It's going to be earlier this year. All the people, and I, I even brought this up in the in talking about it. What I do with Upstate is I ask every representative of every league and one or two extra people who I feel are very just in the pinball, a.k.a. IFPA point man, Tim Sexton, even though he's not a part of a, you know, he there is representation, representation of a league for Orange County with Howard. But I consider Tim a big part of representing New York State itself. So I include him in the voting. I include Nick Lane. I include Ron Hallett because he is up in Albany. He does have two people in his Albany group. I also include Binghamton Pinball and Orange County. I even include Keeler, who is an operator of Rock Fantasy. And I ask everyone for their votes and everyone for their locations. And we try to figure out something. And, of course, two years ago was Ron's house. Last year was Binghamton. Who knows? This year it could be Buffalo. It, it could be Syracuse. That's the interesting thing about the way the, the way the, the state championship series works is it's not, it's not a vote thing. Basically, there is an appointed or a volunteer. Volunteer. Who is the, what, what, what is it called? Is it tournament director for the state or state representative? And the state representative will decide where it's going to be, which is, is, that's kind of interesting. It's kind of biased, I feel. Yeah. And the thing is, like this year's state championship finals, when did they announce the location? I think it was Um, a week week before. They announced a week before, but he had announced it to his, to the people he knew were going to be in it. Yeah. uh, Where it was. What was the official announcement? It was a week before. About a, it wasn't a week before. It was about a month before where All he right. contacted everyone on Facebook. He carried and, it uh, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Okay. But the way I look at it is, I, that's why I ran with the Upstate, and that's why I want people to vote on it. it. I don't want it to be my dictatorship. I don't. That's not me. I'm a dick as it is. I don't want to be a dictator. Very good. I'm a dick, but I don't want to be a dictator. I think we have your motto. Yes, exactly. So I include everyone involved, and I ask for help all the time. I ask for Tim's help for doing this, you know, in the secondary tournament, and he helped out a lot. And I ask for people who are league members to help out with scoring and tracking and stuff, and it all works out well. I think the past two years has worked flawlessly, and I, I think everyone had fun both years, and that's why I'm going to keep on doing it. But I like the voting idea. It should be a vote. It should be, guess what? Your players are the people who are making this happen. One of these people is going to be representing New York State. It should all be included. That's what I'm, I'm just getting to. It really should be. And what, what I'll say is um, uh, the, the idea Bruce is proposing about announcing it early and talking about this voting, a couple of other states have already set this kind of de facto rotation. Yes. And the ones... Um, that I know of for sure are California and Texas. Texas so California yes. alternates between the North Bay and Area South. and Southern yes. California. Texas alternates between Austin, Dallas, and Houston. Yes. They have a, th- a three-year rotation because that state's so big mm-hmm. that um, you know people in the Houston area can play in Louisiana. People in uh, Dallas or Austin maybe can play in Oklahoma or New Mexico or Arizona or something. They could go hopefully somewhere. I mean, that's still a huge yes. travel. Yeah. Yeah. They'd way have a huge travel. <laughs> but if they. But it's um, a possibility. It's right. always a possibility. And they know. If they ahead. know this ahead of time. That's what the really discouraging thing is. And people were bringing this up today was, well, you know, how many people missed Super League? I know how many missed the finals this year. Well, you can't count this year's finals because none of us were able to make it. The closest one was me. Mm-hmm. 
And I would have never qualified because 16, all the people were Super League. It's nice and local. It's like this. It's all easy. But last year, we had nine of the 16 players. But I don't even think of it like that because of, like, if you look at Pennsylvania where they have Papa, the cut line is at 50 every year. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, you, it's a function of a couple of things. It's, but the people who played in it was yeah. nine out of 16 upstaters. And we all had the nine of us had to go down to New York City. That was two years ago. That was at the laundromat. Yes. Yes. Two years ago to play in New York City. And there was never a chance for upstate to represent upstate places, which we have plenty of. We really do. We have Rock Fantasy. We have Binghamton. We have Buffalo. We have Ron's house. We had my house for a while. We even have Eric Russell's house. There's a couple of other collectors out there that I would know would host 16 people. It could be an easy way of doing it. I can have Vance do it. Vance's collection, honestly, is one of the best ones out here. If you wanted to talk 18, 19 games that are A-quality Williams games, you'd be hard-pressed to find any other place that has it. So there are places. That's what I wanted to bring up, and people are like, oh, why are you bringing this up so early this time? The reason why I brought it up is because we need to talk about it. I don't want to have next November going, it's going to be here. We need to talk about this now and get it set up beforehand. And I'm going to press this point almost every other week. Oh, boy. That's where I'm going to be the dick. Oh, okay, <laughs> yes. You will, you're going to get people loving you even more. I know. I love it. And to be um, going forward, I think if you're in a state that has a more established pinball scene and maybe multiple cities and multiple hubs that are separate from each other, they're, um, like Pennsylvania has a huge Pittsburgh hub and a small Philly hub, but they've always had it in Pittsburgh. If you want to be in a conversation with your state rep and he or she isn't listening to you, then, you know, bring it up to the IFPA. Like, try to see if this becomes a big enough problem. It's only in a couple of states now, but if it becomes a big enough issue, if the pinball scene grows enough, then, you know, they might enforce a rule that gives you more opportunity or something. So Josh was was very good. Yeah. He was receptive when we brought it up, and he said, no, it should be moved around. And guess what? You know, Greg thought it was only his house he always has at the Illinois. And the reason why he had it two years in a row is because, one, the person who wanted to do it last year didn't want somebody in the house. So he couldn't, not ex- he couldn't exclude that person, so he backed out. And Josh said, I'll have it in my house. Just to clarify, because Bruce went kind of fast there, because we're, we're, quoting, we're quoting, like, uh, discussion <laughs> threads that no one has seen. They're like, Greg, Josh, what the what the fuck is he talking about? Uh, in the discussion thread, it was they, somebody made a comment to Josh Sharp, like, "Well, hell, you've had it at your house the last three years. You know, you have it there every year." And it's like, and and he was basically explaining, like, "Oh, the last two years, the only reason it was my house because the people who was supposed to be at their house bailed or had to cancel, including Lyman, including Lyman. Lyman wanted to come face me and beat me." What? <laughs> what? So you didn't see that first thread. Total segue there. Okay, he did. No, he actually, he actually, Josh was making fun of it. He goes, and Lyman had to go out and try to beat Bruce. So he was going to host, but he had to go out to Massachusetts and beat Bruce. Which, oh, okay. Course, yeah, which so didn't. It was, a joke. As, as it turns out, it didn't happen because in Massachusetts, Bowen canceled. Yes, I and canceled. Lyman canceled, and Bruce canceled. Well, I think once Bruce canceled. The other two just said, "Oh, I just I don't even want to go now. It's not worth it. I can't. Yeah, beat, I can't. Beat they wanted Bruce. to beat Bruce. That was the whole reason. 
I, I they think thought you're right. it was a super leaguer. They thought it was a super leaguer. That's why. See, I, we got grouped into the super leaguers. I don't think they. I don't think they couldn't care less. <laughs> honestly. Well, since we're on that, uh, just to, to shore up the whole SCS thing, uh, Bruce ended up not playing. Um, I was not in Super League, so I did not qualify, unfortunately. Um, Tim got but third. But Tim did. Yep. Tim got third. How'd that go? You played at the Sanctum. Tim's home away yep. from home. Yes, it is. I played Ghostbusters every round. Oh, good for you. <laughs> I uh, continued to... Uh, find that game incredibly irritating and uh extremely exploitable and i will not stop picking it in tournaments um i had uh the ball one time hop over the out lane into the shooter lane (laughs) just just once i've had that happen on mine several times i've had i've had it hop hitting the ramp hitting the stand-up target and go on the fly to the shooter lane that's some major airball action right there. Yikes. Yes, Jerry Bernard, Orange County's own Jerry Bernard won yes. Connecticut. I don't think is it the it's not the first time he's won there, is second. It's the second time he's second won. Second time. He, that that's his house, man. Yeah, it's it the is. third time total Connecticut's had it, and he's won two of them. And our own Levy, North Carolina winner. Yep. Former New Yorker Derek Miasco won in Georgia. <laughs> He oh, lives wow. in Port. He lives in Portland, Oregon now. That's a little oh, bit of wow. travel for you. Yeah. That was a little bit of travel to get into it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I believe um, Zach Sharp won Illinois. Who is who won New Jersey? The kid, right? Jason Zoller repeated. Yes, he repeated. He beat some good players down there. Sanjay was with him. Sanjay, Sanjay was with him in the finals. See, Sanjay, he will he will get on a streak. Uh, he is. He is he is one of the streakiest players I have ever seen. He, he will. He beat Steve. Yeah, he will get on these streaks where he's awesome, and then he will get on streaks where you'll hear him say, "I suck a lot." Oh yeah, <laughs> so yes, that's, that's his favorite line. I suck. Yeah, he got on one of his hot streaks, and he, he got to the finals, and then he lost to Jason, I believe, four games to one. Four to one, yes. But it was a good. It was a good showing. It was good seeing a lot of upstate New York players and a lot of players around the country. Trust me, it was actually kind of nice when. When uh, Lyman actually put on my Facebook page, "Good luck today," and I was like, I had to tell him like I backed out also, so we both missed it, you know. So, but it was really good, and I hope to see him at Papa. We both were talking for a while, and I would have liked to have played Lyman, of course. It would have been a fun time. You would have kicked his ass. I would have kicked his ass. Bruce wanted revenge. Yes, see, he I think revenge. he was mad because like I, I brought him to three out of two in that you know tournament at the Pintastic. The only person to do it, so you know he was trying. You got brass probably by the A players and say, yeah, let this B guy do this to you." You know, B is for butthole. Is it good enough for me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, so let's, let's, I think that's our yeah, IPA. I think we're going to shore yes, up that uh, now, listeners. You can now begin to listen. Yes, you can hi. fast forward. Maybe I should put a note like. Please skip an hour. <laughs> IFPA discussion ends at, and there you go. And it's about 50 minutes in. Oh, because we still got a full docket in. We got a full, full docket. Let's just do it. Aerosmith. On Friday, Deadflip had their stream of Aerosmith. I didn't watch it. You didn't watch it. <laughs> I didn't I watch watched it. it. He's only kidding, folks. He watched it. No, I didn't. I swear to God, I did not watch it. Wait. Okay, Bruce was just at my house yesterday where I mentioned this, and I said it looked yes, good, and you're like, 
I, I saw like 25 seconds of it. That's all oh. I watched. Okay, you're out of this actually, conversation. Hey, Tim. I was actually, what do hey, you I'm think? Muting. I'm shut muting. Up, shut up. Mute. Hey, Tim, what do you think? Looks pretty cool. Uh, pro- honestly, one of the most impressive uh, early game streams I've seen. I agree completely. I, I have to say, I mean, we knew the artwork was awesome, but just watching the gameplay and specifically the, the upper playfield thing, which yeah. when you see that in the past, it's like, oh, God. I mean, it looks like you just trap it and hit targets. This sucks. Who? What? what what's the point? Number one, yeah, you can trap it, but as soon as you start flipping it stuff, it doesn't stay up there that long. Number two, the rules that they put in there. And yes, I actually said rules, an actual software thing I'm going to get into. Woo-hoo. They made it the doubler, the double scoring, where you have to hit all the targets, and then you actually hit the loop to get out of the upper play field, and it activates double scoring for however many seconds it is. But also, there's a third shot. You can hit the elevator itself, and it will drop down, and it will go into the lock area, where if you have it lit... It will lock the ball in the uh, toy box. And I was just like, wow, damn, that does a lot of stuff. I went from like thinking that was going to be stupid and just a waste of time. But that's premium only. Yeah, that's premium only. But the other thing they did, and they designed it in a way that the flow of the right ramp really is no different compared to the Pro. It comes around the same way, right. which was pretty neat the way they did that. I, I That was what I was most impressed with. And like the LCD animations, I know some people criticize the, they're like when they show the band and they're just kind of moving like, like weird. I I don't know really how to explain it, but I I thought it had enough cool graphics with some of the other stuff that I, it really didn't bother me that much. And I don't think you're going to be looking at it that much during gameplay, honestly. Yeah. For Stern's second, um, non DMD game, LCD, I guess is the era now we're in. It was interesting that they didn't have any artwork to go off of. Like Batman, they have the show. They have that style they're kind of going off of. But Aerosmith, they have custom graphics for every single mode. Instead of just reading the name of the song, you've got like a cool color scheme associated on the graphics and on the play field when you go to it. And the lighting with the screen actually started working together in a way I hadn't seen yet. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of neat. The actual songs each have their own little graphic. And when you're, right. when you're and scrolling the color through scheme them. along with it yeah. that matches the lighting, the color changing LEDs on the playfield. Because you know, and and again, I was on pin side. Sorry, and because <laughs> they were talking about the stream, and you have people on there saying how like, oh, the upper playfield that looks stupid, or or just uh, oh, that that sucked. Like really, you saw that stream and you thought that sucked. I I don't understand. I I don't get. I don't get it. Sometimes I thought the funniest part of the stream is in. I kind of like the what they're doing now. It's seemingly like like Josh Sharp just shows up. I'm sure once Keith Elwin is <laughs> Keith Elwin is there, he'll just be walking by in the background. Oh, a stream! Let me come over and play. I, I mean, that's almost how they should do it. Really, just have these random people just walk by. Oh, look! Oh my God, no! Because if Keith Elwin gets, if Keith gets on there, it's going to be an hour game, and then you're going to be going, why? Why? You'll see everything. You probably won't want to buy the machine. No, I disagree. I thought the best ball because Gary Stern himself was there in the background, and they're and they're all like just drinking and stuff, watching. And and one part, I and I'm not going to quote this exactly, but basically Josh Sharp tilted, trying to save the ball, and J- Gary Stern said something like, "Yeah, watch it with my fucking game." I'm like, whoa, <laughs> Gary Stern with the f bomb. <laughs> that that was. I think it was probably his best stream of that type that I've seen so far that he's done. And it just looked, I mean, a bunch of people just together playing the game and it looked, it looked fun. Yeah. 
I agree. I mean, there's I, I can't wait to play it, honestly. Which where you Bruce, do you think that's gonna be in California when we go there? Oh, it, I think so. I think it's gonna I actually think it's gonna be shipping within three weeks. Bruce with his insider sources once again. Bro. Bro, oh, for, yes, I think it'll pro. be the first week of March. Pop a voting for the last six events. Or seven or seven, seven or eight people it's last five events. I circuit, think eight circuit events. Places, circuit events. The voting is now live. It is now live, and you must have a valid Facebook account to vote. And you must vote three places. Three places. So I voted for Pintastic. What else did I vote for? I voted for uh... Bruce's Porn Emporium Tournament? Yes. <laughs> Whack-a-willy. Whack-a-willy. <laughs> Whack-a-willy. <laughs> oh, God. Could that be our episode title? Whack-a-willy. It could no. be Whack-a-willy. Whack-a-willy. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Pinball Papa is live voting. Uh, there's a couple out in the West Coast, up in the Northwest for, uh, I think it was for the Northwest Pinball Championships, and another one up in Vancouver. Does anyone have it in front of them where they can just go through no, the, the list? No, the reason why is you can't check voted. it out again. Once you vote, you can't see the, the list again. Oh, okay. Um, so, so we're oh, I, I have not voted yet. So we're... Okay, so you have to go to Papa. I think it's... Uh, I think it's papa.org. On if you go to Papa on Facebook. Yeah, I'm Cyber actually what? gonna get it up in a different way. He said get it up. Wow, what a classy organization we have here. Okay. Uh, we we are the best. Alright, you guys ready? We're gonna go through the uh here we go. I will do uh announcer voice. Ladies and gentlemen, voting for the 2017-2018 Papa Circuit is live! Here are your choices. Please select wisely. We have the Bat City Open in Austin, Texas. The Western Canadian Pinball Championship in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. We have Pintastic New England from Sturbridge, Massachusetts. We, We have Critical Hit. Critical Hit from Van Nuys, California. We have the Vancouver Flipout from Vancouver, Canada, of course. We have the Pinball Asylum Freak Show from Fort Myers, yeah, Fort Myers, Florida. We have the Texas Pinball Festival Wizards Tournament from Frisco, Texas. We have the Cleveland Pinball and Arcade Show from Independence, Ohio. The <laughs> Northwest Okay. <laughs> the Northwest Pinball Championships in Bellevue, Bellevue. Bellevue, Bellevue, I, I, not Bellevue, 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 Washington. Washington. Yes, Pinball. I've been there, actually. You've been everywhere. Pinball Showdown in Denver, Colorado. And finally, the, oh, God, it's it's a European one with a little tilde, like, symbol thing over the Boras. Egg. The Boras Pinball Open from Boras, Sweden. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 not Austria. Sweden. So those are your uh, selections. You must pick three. You must choose voting. three. If you choose two, you choose one, your vote don't count. Choose wisely. For the circuit event that you pick correctly, we'll give you life. The wrong one will take it from you. Ah! Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> but that voting is now live. I don't know when it ends. Does it say when it ends? Uh, February 21st. Okay, so a week from today. So next Tuesday. Vote. Vote. Vote, people. So uh, there was a kind of a surprise thing happened this past Sunday. 
a surprise thing. Uh, the Super Bowl. Oh, no, that was last Sunday. Um, CBS had a big thing on uh, CBS Sunday this morning about the, well, I call them always, as we all will call them, the first family of pinball. and The royal family of pinball, the Sharps. And also uh, talking about uh, pinball's resurgence. And uh, it was a good article. I actually, actually enjoyed it. I was surprised. I actually lost power Sunday. For, we had a storm out in Rochester, so I didn't get to see it till about three hours, four hours later. But I liked it. It was good. We got to live the Roger Sharp skill shot story once again, yes. which I'm sure even at this point he's sick of like, oh, this again. Yes. I saved pinball. I yes. saved pinball. <laughs> yes. I, I saved it. I think he's tired of it. I'd be tired of saying the same story over and over and over and over and over. You realize, I, I, I think every interview I've ever seen with him, he's had to, they've asked that question. He's had to give yep. the story. So, and people are like, what story? What are you talking about? Watch it. It's online. Just search for it. You'll find it out there. It's on with Fun and Fun with Bonus. If you go to funwithbonus.com and look through the past couple of days of his, uh, his news feeds, it's on there. So go to Steve's site, check out the link. Two other manufacturers had some big news. Oh, yeah, we had some. Let, let's get to the the crazy one last. Oh, Highway Pinball has started shipping mm-hmm. Alien, or as Bruce calls it. Aliens. Aliens. Even though it clearly says Alien on the game, but it will be Aliens, aliens. to Bruce. He, they posted a picture today on their Facebook of the first machine being shipped out. It's coming to the U.S., it looks like. I didn't see a head on it, though. It just had, like, the body. Uh, they were just trying Did I miss something? Industry. Where's the head? I'm telling you, they're oh shipping my. it without a head. You're going to get a game with no head, no boards. <laughs> it's just a play field. But uh, at least they are now shipping them. I know other people have been very critical of them. Hey, if they're shipping machines, that's great for everyone. I really want to play it again because one of the things I heard they, they worked on was that left ramp. I don't know. Tim, did you get a chance to play it at any point? You weren't no, at no, Expo, so have. you probably haven't played it. Yeah. The left no. ramp was clunky and lots of ball hangups. That was one of the main complaints about the play field was that left ramp. And supposedly they did something to rectify that situation. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and Magic Girl. People got a big surprise Sunday. Oh, they got they a got big surprise. From, they got two emails. One from Scott, who's the uh, CFO of uh, American Pinball. or Actually, their marketing guy from American Pinball. And also John Papaduke came uh, same email <laughs> and they said that all 25 magic girls are done and are ready to play and are supposed to be done the way it should have been done and they have to organize with american pinball how they're going to be either be picked up or shipped so one part of the three game saga from john papa duke will hopefully be done by the end of this month or next month who knows how these games are going to play no one's even seen them do they even have software? Yeah, I know. <laughs> They'll have chimes in them. It, it's going to be Zidware, maybe. You no, know, no it, gonna they're going to have chimes in them. It's like yeah, old school. <laughs> we're, we're, we're combining the old schoolness of EMs with the modern play field. You're going to love it. Yeah, who knows? But uh, stay tuned because we could hear a lot more complaints about this. And there's not only thing that was a little encouraging in the email from John was that he was working on the next two games. They were still on the drawing board, which is kind of scary in my mind. They're still on the drawing I, I board. A, which I got a funny John Papaduk story for you. I, I learned this when I was at Rock Fantasy. When uh, Steve Keeler was at Allentown, there were people who thought he was John Papaduk. 
Yes, I know. It always happens. <laughs> I mean, he vaguely might look like John Papadou. He's got the long hair, but I guess literally he's walking around and people are like, oh, I can't believe John Papadou would show his face here <laughs> at a pinball <laughs> show. He was like at somebody's booth and people were not going to the, like, I can't support any vendor that would have John Papadou get their booth. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. That is, that is freaking hilarious. <laughs> oh, that was just great. So if you go to Rock Fantasy, no, that is not John Papadou there. Okay, so, he has not uh, taken your money to run a uh, record store in upstate New York. No, no, believe me, he has not taken your millions of dollars to open up Rock Fantasy. But, um, yeah, I, that, I thought that was quite hilarious. That was it quite hilarious. hilarious. So there was also a uh, New York Times article by, about, um, actually, I think about focusing the on New the New York championship. Yeah, the New York State Finals. No, no, New York City Championship. Oh, the New York, yeah. I, I, how, how do I get this wrong? I created the name. The New York City Championship. And uh, it was written very well. Um, well done. It was written in a, a higher grade level. Most stuff in the paper is written at, like I'd say, eighth grade level. This used fancier words and more, you know, poetic-sounding prose, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it described pinball accurately. Yes. Uh, it, it didn't make up words like they often do and say people are aiming for bumper clusters. Which has happened before. <laughs> it was written by someone with a much higher um, grasp of grammatic grammatics than me. I say that. Mm. Yeah. And it did make the print edition. Uh, it did. Page like A19 or something. Big full page story on pinball. Which is always a good thing. Yes. Always a good thing. So what do I got here? Uh, wow, we just blew through a lot of the uh, subjects. That's uh, good. That's good. People, we need to fathom. Oh, will you stop with the fathom? Oh, man. Will someone just give him a fathom? No, don't give it to me. I want to buy it. Okay, will someone just sell him a fathom? Yeah, that's all I want. Tim, do you have a fathom? Did you win one yet? Sorry. No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. God damn it. So once Tim wins one, he can sell it to you. Because that's what Tim usually does when he wins a game. He just sells it immediately. I know. I've only done that once. Not twice. Oh, (laughs) good gravy. I only did that with Firepower 2 and Devo Man. Poor firepower too. You didn't want to hit that awesome ramp. You don't want to play the lesser uh, firepower. Yeah, I really. I was upset about the speech not being in the game. No, there is no. There's a bell though. Yeah, there's, there's a bell. bell. There's two ball melty ball. The bell doesn't say firepower. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, I actually got to play Ron's yesterday with the new rules that he, him, and uh, Scott have been making. Yes, which we'll, talk well about. Scott's been making. Ron's just been. Uh, reaping the adding benefits, uh, yes, and adding ideas, adding ideas. Um, yeah, my uh, firepower. I did in, in previous episodes. I've said how I did the seven-digit um, conversion, so it's running seven digits now. But that's not enough. We need some custom software to make it so it's not just you hit the six targets and hit the spinner repeatedly, which is basically what it is in a tournament. That's all. As as Timmy could probably attest to, that's all you would do in firepower in a tournament. You would not go for multi-ball. You would hit the targets. You would continually hit the spinner, bonus multipliers, that's it. Or maybe Tim's there like, uh, whoa, that's what I should be doing? Okay, thanks for the advice, <laughs> well, Ron. I hate to say, unfortunately, we made more points off of doing that first mentality still with this new ROM. Well, that's because Ron needs to get the damn one lock working properly. Cause the, yeah, that's, the kick that's, out was you, straight down the middle. Well, not that, yeah, but also the left orbit shot should go into the lock, and it's not. I agree. I got to fix that. So what's your strategy? To quote the great Papa John, if you're in single ball play and the spinner is lit, you want to hit the spinner. But if you're in multi ball and the spinner's lit, 
you're going to want to hit the spinner. Yes. There you go. So what the um, <laughs> the rule changes are basically to make, I'd say to make it more Black Knight-esque as far as multipliers. What happens is if you get multi-ball, while you have three balls in play, three X. While you have the two balls, field. the whole play field. While you have two balls in play, two X. So if you hit that 1,000 a spin, it is now 3,000 a spin. So multi-ball is 300 actually, because it's seven digits scoring. I oh, know it is no, still 3,000. No, it's still 3,000. So if you are, say, way behind because of someone doing the first strategy, if you go for multi-ball and you can get you that can spinner going, you can catch up. And the other thing that was added, there's a lot of diagnostics and cool stuff like that that were added that probably a lot of our listeners really will helpful. care about but or, or nice. The switch test now works more like a System 7 switch test will actually tell you all the switches that are closed. It'll go through them instead of just showing you whatever the last switch that was closed was. I always hated that. Um, but I, I think, honestly, the coolest function that was added, if you play Firepower and you get multi-ball, if you hit the six targets again while you're in multi-ball, one of the locks will light. If you lock a ball in there, it stays in there. So you can effectively have your, your multi-ball ended. Say so you're down to two balls, one of the locks is lit, and you go in there. That's it. You your multi balls over. It's like a bally game in that respect. So he reprogrammed it so basically it will cash your locks if you are multi ball. So if I'm in multi ball and I hit the six targets, nothing will light, but it remembers it. And when you drain out to get back to one ball, you will have a lock ready. Or two or three, depending on how many times you went through the targets. To me, that's like the, it. Worked I, that's, well. that's, it worked well. That's the best feature. It worked well when we uh, when I did it by hand because we couldn't get multi ball legitimately. So, and he fixed the bug, couple bugs, the uh, the special lit. Oh yeah, the, the, yeah, he fixed that in the old code. But if you have a firepower in stock stock software, look at the attract mode. Look at the special light in the right out lane. It stays on. It never does anything. It doesn't go with the rest of the um, light display or the the light pattern. The attract mode. He changed it so basically now it's doing what the other special light is doing, like it, it probably was supposed to do. Probably, they forgot to program it. And you'll be you'll be happy to know Tim as a programmer. He said going through um, this was a Eugene Jarvis game that it was very sloppy code. And he did all kinds of crazy shit to get the stuff working. <laughs> so with, with terms and he was that going you, through the compiled version. Of yeah, the yeah. So you, so you, you you'd appreciate that. I guess he, there's all kinds of spaghetti type code in there to try to to. It, to take into account, because he had to get the three locks working and make it work with multiple players and try right. to keep track of where all the balls were. This, this was new shit in 1980, folks. They had to yes. figure all this out. Scared Stiff is still for sale, because uh, who done it went to its new owner, and Woo-hoo! video of it is, is actually at, on our Facebook page. You got to Ron see Pic- the Escalera in action, bringing it down Escalera the stairs. Yes. Stair climbing and stair descending... Hand truck and yeah, didn't and didn't it bring up a game? Yes, it 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 did. Hey Tim, what game do you think I what do you, what Tim what, what game do you think I brought upstairs? What's the game you like to play in tournaments, Tim? That you just said you like to play. Who are you gonna call, Go, Tim? Ghostbusters. Oh, yes. duh, duh, duh. <laughs> so it's it made the climb that no game wants to make because that means it's going to the showcase area, name the yeah. living room. Will it will be uh photographed, filmed, and put up for sale. If you want to contact Ron early, email Ron, because you can be ahead on the old Ghostbusters premium sale. And this is a non-ghosting Ghostbusters. Non-ghosting yes, premium version with the, uh, I have the, 
the the well, I guess you say in-lane air ball preventers installed. It also has the alternate center post if you want to install it. It also has the uh, main ramp air ball protector. Do you see a pattern here? And the the um, the added steel like side to the um, the ecto goggles unit protector. Again, see a pattern? It's, mm-hmm. it's just like a game full of protectors because of all the ridiculous air balls that it has. So, so Ron will be selling this. I will be selling it. It probably Ron or yeah, it probably e- won't be. I won't put it up there till March or April or yeah, when the weather gets a little better. I mean, if you want to put a reasonable offer out there, I mean, they're new in box. You can buy them now, but I mean, give me a you know at least over six k offer. I may consider just get, you know Ooh. if you want to brave the elements because um, it's quite one up to Albany. Go up to yeah, and it it it'd be a major snowstorm Sunday, so I had to plowed under. Um, that's why I was gonna wait till the spring to actually put it out there. But I need I need my dialed in money. So I have for sale still scared stiff for sixty five hundred. That comes with the color DMD, no fade, autographed by uh by uh Greg Ferris and and Mr. Norman himself. A good deal. And freedom is still around. $700 freedom. We should set it on fire and film it. Well, it will be truly free. Who knows what will happen with that. And I offered Ron up a trade this weekend. So, oh. Dad, I hope you're listening, yeah, Dad. Dad this this one's for you. I'm not really considering this, but... You should be considering this. Okay. What, well, the Tim can say, he could chime in whether he thinks this is a good trade. This is a trade, mind you. Yes. Go for it, Bruce. Water. Ron's father's favorite game. Whitewater. My Whitewater, which is near perfect play-wise and perfect playfield-wise, plays great. New decals in the, the tube, ready to go also. New ramps, except for the biggest one. And I'd even throw that. I'd even buy one if you wanted that. Four. Okay, Tim, you ready for this? I'm ready. Stars and okay. Stargazer. Well, okay. Well, you uh, buried the lead there, <laughs> which is... Rod giving up Stargazer. Yep. Yep. But this is a game for <laughs> father. He's got a sea witch. He's got a sea witch now. He loves the sea witch, right, Dad? You love the sea witch. You don't need that <laughs> white water. We can't get it in your house anyway. We can get it in there. I can get any don't game Don't listen in to Bruce. Oh, yeah. You, you want to trust I Bruce? Can get any game anywhere. You're going to have big like chunks of wood out of your door when he, if he no, just pounds it through. Will we will disconnect the head, Dad, and we will slide that game into your house ready to be installed and reset up playing perfectly for you to enjoy for years to come. And all your son has to give up is two piddly games with star in the middle of them. <laughs> what do you, what do you think? What do you think, Tim? Should I go for it? I don't, I don't see you giving up stargazer that easily, but uh, me neither for more than I paid for it. Uh, no, not, not very, not very likely. So we can have, we, we, it, this, this could be a poll too. Do you think should Ron go for the trade or nay, yay or nay? Was yay for when it comes to versus things? Because there's just so many stargazers out there. Yeah, It'd there is. So easy to replace it. Sure, God, dime a dozen. It's not. It's it's <laughs> not like it's one of the best spinner games ever made, and that's my favorite playfield element. No, it's not. Your dad. It's so important to you. You need to make your dad happy. And your with your dad happy, your mom will be happy. And when your mom and dad happy. You'll become happy again. 
Again? I'm always happy, Bruce. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, no. Mail you're, time! You're, you're... We got mail. <laughs> we got mail. Mail bag. We got the slam ball bag, as Bruce calls it. Slam bag. Yes. We got some mail items. We have one here for Tim. I'm just kidding. If anyone wants to send email to our mailbag for Tim, we can get him on to answer. If you have any yes, we complex rule questions, like you want to know, like what house should I pick on Game of Thrones? Things like that. Oh, what, that'd be great. What what house should I pick on Game <laughs> of Thrones? A, that's the real question we got? All right, here we go. Okay. Game of Thrones. What you're gonna the, the, I got, yeah, I got one from Ron Hallett. <laughs> he wants to know what house should he pick on Game of Thrones and why. Who's your opponent? Oh, who's it? What? It depends on my opponent. Yes, it That's does. That's the most important thing to know when you're going to step up to. And, how, and if they know, and if they know the game well too, that's the key. Also, okay, let's get ridiculous. I'm playing Keith Elwin, so I already lost. But what should I pick? Uh, not should you have to pick House Martell. And why is that? Because the Attaball in Hand of the King multiball is too important. Big, big. How, how do you get to Hand of the King again? You have to, get you have four to complete houses. four houses, but there's an exact four you will want to complete. Oh dear God! You've, oh, see, folks, House Martell. This is why I play yes. classics right here. This kind of stuff. <laughs> this is definitely why I play classics. Oh, but you have to beat White Stark, Green Tyrell, Red Lannister, and Purple Greyjoy. And you cannot play Martell. You don't want to beat that mode, but you want to have that at a ball, and then. That gives you the hand of the king with the best stack possible. You only have four shots to get to your hurry up. You have a one fewer round to get your collect value or something. Basically, hand of the king becomes at that level the most important part of the game because it's endless. You can continue to hand of the king forever. Iron Throne Wizard mode ends eventually. Uh, Blackwater multi ball just isn't enough points, so hand of the king is. The only opportunity you have to score 10 million. 10 billion, I mean. 10 billion, you mean, yes. Yeah. But if you're playing not Keith Owen, you can pick Tyrell. You can pick Greyjoy if you really want to be daring. Uh, yeah. that's, the top... the most, that's the most given win and take. It really is right. Greyjoy. Um, the top three modes are bottom tier. They don't really do much right now for you, so I would never pick Stark, Baratheon, or Lannister. There you go. That's Game of Thrones. Alright. Uh, Alright. I like that. I like that. I think that should be a segment segment when we have on. Ask Timmy. Yeah. Ask we'll just we'll, we'll just pick some of these like one of these new modern fangled, really complex software games and Tim can walk us through what we're supposed to do. Yep. You need yeah. that white water. Will you stop with white water? Stop. Stop. Got an email from the top five, top the fifth top player in IFPA today. The fifth ranked player in IFPA actually also had a comment about Baywatch and High Roller Casino. Yes, and NBA. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Raymond Davidson emailed us. Hi, Raymond. Very good that you. We like seeing more West Coast players listening to us, and also. High-ranked players. His email says, for the record, Baywatch is a great game, so one strike against me. Yep. High Roller Casino is a great game. One All plus right. for me. All right. And NBA, not a good game. <laughs> no, he <laughs> said not a, not a great game. So it could not be a, a fair game. game. And he yes. did say, 
he did confirm what I said, that Todd McCulloch probably owns one, and he does. Yes, he does. And just for the record, I never said it was a great game. I said I like the game, and I don't think it's a steaming per- turd. What, what what was your highest level of, or the lowest level First? of games of suck? Like, yeah, it's the 26. Like, it's, whatever, it's just... whatever the level is, like it shouldn't, shouldn't exist. I don't think it's that bad. Oh, it's bad. What do you think, Tim? This is Stern NBA? Stern NBA. Yes. Which we played together in Pinburg. Yeah, Pinburg's really the only place, or Papa's the only place yes. I've ever played that game. But, and... um... Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. Yes! It, it feels like that era of Stern. Yes. Like, just... Okay, like... When does it get good? When do we get Lord of the Rings, please? You know? <laughs> like, they, they, already still had, kind of... they already had Lord of the Rings. This was after Lord of the Rings. This oh, is, yeah, I forgot. This is when Jeez. they were making Iron Man and Big Buck Hunter era of games. Oh, right, right, right. This is the we're barely hanging on era of games. Yes, it was pretty bad. <sighs> Let's make NBA Jam again. Uh, whatever. Or Space Jam again. Yeah. Uh, Okay, our next email was from Scott, who... You going to say it or want me to say it? You could say it. He'll be our guest next week. <laughs> and hopefully all three of us will actually be on. Yes, hopefully. God, I we'll hope so. A, a, a three-person uh, conversation like this one is right now. We hope. But uh, We hope, but uh, he, uh, he's, he's going to be on. And he actually emailed uh, both of us about a couple little things, including... Uh, Diamonds are forever. Char- uh, uh, Diamonds are forever uh, trivia. The scene where the girl changes into gorilla sound effects are stolen right from Forbidden Planet. And then he says Forbidden Planet would make a great custom pinball machine. Hmm. Like he doesn't have enough to do. Hi, Scott. We'll see you next week. I can't wait. We can ask him all rule stuff and everything. Yes. Was Forbidden Planet like a fifties movie? I don't remember actually. I, I don't remember. Well, we'll ask an expert in all movies, Tim. What, what, have you ever heard of Forbidden Planet? <laughs> it's probably been remade. Please, no. Please, it's probably no. been remade or rebooted by now in this era. Actually, they'll probably bring it back now because it's that old. No one will remember the original. Yeah. Let's just bring it back again. 1956. Uh, see, there you go. There you go. I think that's the one with Leslie Nielsen in it. Uh, I believe. Let yeah, let's scintillating movie trivia, folks. Yes, he uh, is nope. in Alter Commander Adams. No, he's Leslie not. Nielsen, yes. Yeah, he's yes, in he it, is. and I think Robbie the Robot is in that, too. Yes, he is. Yeah, that is the one I'm thinking of, so. Danger! Danger, Will Robinson! Danger! You get the next one, sir. We also got mail from our resident Aussie, Ryan C. Good day, lads. Uh, I enjoyed your jackpot calls immensely. I think you guys should apply for, for do some on new release pins. Oh, he says we should, we should uh, try out for Dialed In. To do some call-outs to make uh, Pat Lawler's <laughs> family pin more hardcore. We should say Jack fucking pot dialed in. Yeah, yes. that'll go over. That'll go over. Oh, and then he has the question. Yes, and you have to say this question. And have all you, three of us can answer it. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll say it like this, because <clears throat> have you ever, like, you know, done it on a pinball machine? <clears throat> and if so, did you tilt? <clears throat> so, Ron... Uh, no, I did not tilt. Okay, you, you, so you've had sex on a pinball machine. I did not tilt. 
Okay. But you've had sex with <laughs> You're ruining the joke. See, I just see the way it works is I just say that part and then deadpan, you go to the next person. See, okay. That's, and Tim. There we go. Have you had sex on a pinball machine? And if so, did you tilt or not? Hold on. What were the first four words of that question? Have you had sex? <laughs> I am. Well, I don't even. I haven't had pinball machines for that long. We'll, we'll just leave it there. Okay. He's, well, wait, I have. He, he's waiting for the right <laughs> pinball machine, Bruce. That's what it is. I have. That's, that's, guess what? Guess what? I'm going to really gross a lot of people out. Oh, I've no. had sex on pinball machines you guys have played on. Nice. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, you never know. Ron could own with one that, of right now. the final episode of the podcast has come to <laughs> Ron, an end. Ron, Ron could have actually, Ron could own one right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> and no, I did so not. I, tell. So, so I guess there was some white on the white water. Yes, there was. <laughs> that was really bad. Oh, that was. But no swearing. See, see, you can be completely <laughs> disgusting without vile language. Yeah. We're classy, yeah, disgusting, yes. So let me see here. That was that one. Oh, man. Hope you like that one, Ryan C. <laughs> and our other resident, Ryan, from Wisconsin, who's been uh, asking us about, uh, he's, he's getting into the hobby. He's been asking us a lot of um, newbie questions. Newbies, I, I wish I was a newbie again. Be a newbie would be an awesome. No, it wouldn't, because you have to pay so much. Oh, it would be. I want to be like Tim. See, you'll slot of these games for the first time. You never played them. Instead of being like, oh, Big Bang Bar, whatever. Oh, Kingpin. <laughs> they made like seven of them. Yeah, I played it. I got to the wizard mode. Whatever. Every time they announce a Papa Classics bag, I'm like, what are these games? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Meanwhile, they're like, oh, not that one again. Oh, God, no. Blackjack's one of the games. Well, we'll talk about that in a couple weeks. I missed one, a good one, actually. Uh, somebody had one for sale in Virginia. It had a perfect play field, a perfect black back glass for seven hundred bucks. I would have brought that back into the fold for that. The question. See, everyone loves it. It's gonna be the it's gonna be the new stars. It's gonna be the new stars. But the worst thing about it is the EM one. Instead of playing that, it just goes. Yeah, yeah. It, does, it does that for ten seconds. We, we need a hybrid. We need the art of the EM with the mechanics or the the sound effects of the the solid state. That would be the perfect blackjack. So the question is a tech question, and we've said we have told people to you know send us some tech questions. So uh, this one's for Tim. He's a tech head. Uh, maybe not. He is, he's so techy. It's not well, it's not, it's not a programming question. So, uh oh. But we'll see. But he owns games, so he might be able to answer this. This last weekend, while playing Whirlwind, already a good game choice, the three-drop target bank started to only reset once the ball was drained or when a ball was locked. If all three targets are hit on a single ball, they just stay down. What should my starting point be for solving this issue? Uh, I sh- would check the board to see if the solder needs to be reflowed. Let's go really simple. Let's go really simple. Well, Bruce, is it an opto board? You would know this. It's it system, is an opto. Board. Yeah, yeah. It is System Eleven opto boards. They uh, used them in four games, if I remember correctly, including Taxi. Uh, is World it the same Wind. one that Roller Games has? Yes. Yeah. I've had this problem. Uh, what you want to do is put the game in, in switch test mode. 
Oh, and yes, you want to yes. hit each switch down and see if it reacts if it actually when you actually put it down. I guarantee you one of them will not register. What's happening is you have one target that's not registering. So it, at certain points of the game, the software is just going to reset the targets. Like at the beginning of the ball, and, and when a ball is locked, it looks like it must have code in it that says reset the bank. But one of your targets is not working. It's not registering. So you have to figure out which one of the three. And with the optos, you can first try is with the game off, cleaning the opto, which is the little U-shaped pieces. There should be three of them on the board underneath. You're going to have to take the board off the drop target, Mech. Just, just, just a yes, warning. Yes, you will. But you can, or you can put the drop targets up and use a Q-tip with some Windex on it and clean in between each black U-shaped opto, we call them, and try to clean it and see if it's a dirt issue. Because what it is, there's an infrared sender and receiver in that opto and it has a beam of light that's actually infrared that you can't see unless you use a camera which most people don't remember that a camera actually can see the different wavelength and you actually can see it through like the video screen on a camera i didn't know that yeah yes see yep and back in the day when radio check was around you could actually get like an infrared card thing and you could actually like wave it in front and see the beam yes but the, a camera can pick up the infrared wavelength also. But you want to see if the first if it's dirty. If it's not dirty, or if it was dirty and it still doesn't work, you then want to reseat the connector. And if you're good at soldering, take the board off and actually reflow the soldering on the connector itself. Yeah. See, I Usually jumped to the that's... final step. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. Basically, go for yeah for Trump. Go for the easy stuff. We're all yes. la- we're lazy here. The best repair people are lazy. Yes. Because you're going to go for the easiest stuff first. If if the Q-tip thing doesn't work, yeah, like maybe jiggle the connector. If that doesn't work, then you're kind of screwed in that. It's you're probably going to have to reflow some solder. But again, that's still the easiest thing to do as opposed to and just not, it could be replacing an opto. Or it, it could, could be, be the, the connector itself because it's going to be an IDC connector. But yes. from, from what I've seen, usually if you take the board out, and I, I recommend getting an actual soldering station if you're going to do board work. Ah. Just uh, okay, Bruce is he's he's hardcore. You know, you're a 25 watt, ever increasing temperature soldering iron on your board, mm-hmm. or you can get a temperature controlled one. It's it's uh, I, I would recommend the temperature controlled one, but that's me. Uh, I reflow the solder, and you make sure when you reflow the solder, you you keep it independent of each each yes, point. Yes, you don't want to. Yeah, don't use 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 the thinner solder. I can't remember what the diameter is, but. I use the thinner stuff for pretty much everything. Just do the optos and do the connector. That will usually fix it. Yes. Most of the time. Unless it is a wiring connector on Unless the it's other a connector side or one of the optos is actually bad. Yes. In which case, gonna you, you're going to have to replace the opto. Or if you Or you can actually get the boards yes, from GLM. If, yeah, that's Great what you say. Modular. Great Lakes modular. If you're really lazy or if you're like, oh, I don't want to deal. You know, if you do the simple stuff and don't want to get the soldering iron out, and you don't want to screw with that, you can go to Great Lakes Modular. They sell, I believe, all the System 11, like opto boards. So just, just whatever game, what was it, Whirlwind? Yeah. So just go there, look up Whirlwind, and just get one of those, and then that'll Tony work. Tony's a friend of the show. Tony's yep. a big friend of the show, so definitely, if you don't so, feel like doing the, the in-depth stuff with the optos, definitely go to his website, check out his check out all of his products, and purchase from him. And tell him, slam till podcast says hi, and tell him Bruce says hi. Tell them slam tilt sent you. So yes. there you go. That's that question. Yeah, we got a lot still. One more. 
Okay, Eric Russell with the S. Eric S. Russell. I think that that's yes. Russell number one. No, it's number two. Oh, that's right, number Eric two. Russell. That's right. Eric Russell S. and then Eric Russell C and Y. Uh, good episode. I do think Baywatch is a good game. I mostly sold it for space, and because the one I had was a beater that was kind of messed up with the the wire, the launch wire form. I actually tried to talk Mike out of buying it, but he really wanted it, so I gave him a good deal. I still play it pretty frequently at Wizard Pinball, despite the particular one having some issues. But he still sold, so his, his, his vote does not count. If you're keeping score at home, I believe that's two to two. Okay. Because we have Raymond Davidson who agreed with me on Baywatch. Eric agreed with me on Baywatch. But he agreed with you on High Roller Casino. And yep. Tim agreed with you on NBA. And he agreed that it wasn't a great game either, NBA. He said it so. wasn't a great game. I never said it was a great game. Good, if I remember correctly. You know, good game. I'm the only one who likes yep, it. Yep, yep. I'm the only one who likes it. I think that's, that's me. Come on. You know, it has one thing. It's got the guy from NBA Jam on it. <laughs> and World Cup Soccer. That dude is on there. How can you How can you say that game is total shit? Just him alone brings it up to acceptable levels. It brings it up to a 25 out of the 26 then. Levels of suck. Levels He's of the guy suck. in NFL Blitz as well, I think. Yes, he is. But that's the mail ball bag. The slam tilt ball bag. The slam ball yep. bag. It has many names. It does. Are we doing games you like, games you hate? No, or we, 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 all yeah, night? I'm, I'm going to call it a night. Well, first, I want to ask Tim, do we have any Tim rants? Uh, I think the points was enough. That was enough? <laughs> oh, come on. There's nothing else to complain about? Any games that have pissed you off lately? Anything you think could have been done better? Actually, I, I'm going to ask a question. Tim, what do you feel about the points change? Well, I would, I'm going to say that the I, I'm a big fan of the IFPA, and I really like how at the point we're at now, I feel like I have a lot of communication to the IFPA and get a lot of feedback from them. You and Josh are tight. You're like the third sharp. Well, the fourth sharp. Fourth sharp. What happened, I, I want people to not think that this IFPA is just some overbearing organization. Like, all you have to do to really understand the points, I recommend everyone just take your any results and just from the the order everyone finishes in the rank and rating put it in excel and plug the formulas they give you into excel and see how it works i think you'll get a really good idea of how that whole system works and from there i think the criticisms or complaints you'll have about it will make a lot more sense i in fact am trying to work on changes to rating which i really don't like in the system but we're at a point in our communications where it's like, I don't like this. And the guy says, can you do it better? And I say, maybe. And he says, here, here's all our data. Go, run, take all of this and do something better. So it's up to me to come back with, hey, here's something better and improve this. And it gets better with all this feedback. So it's it seems like one random just nerf, but I think it puts you in a position where you you haven't been deleted from the system. You're still in it but you might see other stuff be more balanced, and I think that'll be better going forward. Good. I agree. It's pretty much all just about being fair, yes. really, and and hopefully the, yeah, the, the cream will rise to the top. I mean, the best players will always be up there, and it just gets rid of a lot of ridiculousness with the rankings, where the state finals basically is the, the modern pinball finals, really. Yeah. All Steve Bowden has to do to get back to where he was 
is win a major. It's all anyone really has to do to jump That's up. That's all he has to do. High. No problem. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. easy. Ah! It's, it's going to challenge you to, uh, if you want to be number one in the world, you got to earn it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one thing is not going to, there's not going to be an easy way to ever do it. And it's just going to keep getting better. And I think the system has gotten better over the past four years. I've been watching it. Now, see, if you, if you want to be number one in the world, you just better hope Keith Elwin doesn't want to be number one in the world. It actually does become an issue. You have to kind of hope Keith Elwin stops winning everything. Yes, Because yes. if he, point. I mean, and he was in semi-retirement last year, but like almost everything he entered, he won. I mean, could you imagine if he had a schedule, tournament schedule, like a lot? Uh, the problem is, though, he's ranked so high, I figure he has to win majors to really get any points that count. Mm-hmm. They agree. Yep. But he's one guy that can do that. Be like, yeah, I could totally yes, see him doing that. His lowest Maybe events not. on his card are all first places at circuit events or circuit finals. That's, that's <laughs> Maybe he'll get so distracted ridiculous. at Stern making a pinball machine that he can't play that much. Because it's anymore. not like a Stern employee ever won a world championship before. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> Oops. 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 Uh, ready to pay the bills, boys? We're ready to pay the bills www.pinballlifter.com come check us out we have lifters, tilters, helpers wheel kits, mods for your creature come by we're going to be at Allentown this year with two booths stop by, say hi Ron sometimes is sitting at the booth hanging out and so is his dad and other people do hang out maybe we'll, maybe we'll have an autograph session with like Ron and me and we'll even get Tim Balls there Oh, Tim will be at the, at the tournament whose autographs will we be getting? We'll be giving. What? what? Oh, okay. <laughs> Pictures, everything. We'll do like you know. Bruce is dreaming big. Yeah, yeah he's dreaming dream big, big, all right. Here, folks. He's dreaming big, all right. This is this is Bruce's like high school garage band here, where yeah, we're gonna sell we're T-shirts, we're gonna sell CDs, <laughs> the best of podcast album. Oh God! <laughs> do we have a van with all our equipment in it? Yeah, man. I am looking at my drum kit right now. You know, Bruce, you do you play guitar, bass, or, or, or are you gonna be a lead singer? Uh, we lead singer and bassist. Bruce is definitely the, the lead singer material. Yeah! yeah! <laughs> uh, don't forget, this Friday, Central New York has the uh, fourth, I think it's the fourth year, the fifth of uh, league. So I expect you and uh, Ron carpooling now. They're coming out the league again. Tim, we miss you out there. Yeah. Central sorry New York. I moved. Yeah. yeah. I know. What the fuck? And air, you know, and uh, this will be first uh, league night. Will be at Wizards Pinball, so you get to help a location also. So I expect Ron to come out since he says he can't get in a league. And what's the league like? And now we can get on one. And yeah, if he's willing to drive two and a half hours, he can play in the league all the time. Exactly. There you go. No, and he can stay over. Peer pressure, Ron. Peer pressure. Also on the twenty twenty third. Uh, Thursday is the uh, Valentine's Day tournament at uh, comic book store out in East Syracuse. Uh, starts from 4.30 to 8.30. Six games. Nothing to cost to get into it. Just uh, coin drop. Top four make it to the finals. Come check it out. Uh, Eric actually won uh, a couple nights ago at the uh, Trappers Pinball Tournament that they had out in Syracuse. Also, I talked about the week before, so congratulations. And Zach's going to be carpooling with me to the tournament uh, next week. So, or this weekend for really? Central New York. So you can play this episode and force him to listen. 
I can. All right. Excellent. Hi, I have a podcast I'm sure you'd love to listen to. It's all about me. And you get yes, to hear me. All about me. Me and more me. And then uh, the 25th of uh, March is the uh, Rock Fantasy uh, Winter no, Open, I guess. No, no, not March. Uh, March. Sorry, February 25th. Actually, let, let's, Tim, tell us you, about it. Tell us about you, this are tournament. You the, are, you the, are you the manager again for this? Yep. Tournament director? Okay. So what's the date, Tim? It's, uh, it's not, it is the 25th. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he said March, he said March 25th. <laughs> it's February it 25th. Not March, February, yeah. And what time does it start at? Uh, 1 p.m. Okay, what time does everyone, the doors open? Noon. Is and what time will you get there? Uh, I was there at 12.30 last time. I did okay. well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's the format? What, 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 what's going on? Hey, we are doing a match play qualifying format, followed by uh, what Keeler and I are arguing about, but I think I said a... Papa style final where we take the top eight or 12 or 16 players. We put them in groups of four and the top two play or all of them play three games in a round. And then the top two move on. We do buys if we need to. We try to get as many people in the a finals and people who don't make a finals. We have a B finals, not for points, just for um, a little side pot that we put together from the entry fee, which is a two strikes um, match play bracket head to head and it's all day pinball playing a bunch of different games the new Batman premiums there and we just heard that we will be doing an Aerosmith launch party there soon in March yeah it looks like the date's going to be the same date I'm going to be in California unfortunately it is. Ah, I see damn it more upstate points going down the toilet no I would have <laughs> rather have gone to actually the the New England tournament that was going on. Did you hear what they're doing out in New England? What are they doing out in New England? Oh, the a circuit. Three, the circuit. They're having a little mini circuit event out there. Three dates. One, unfortunately, is uh, March 18th, which we're going to be in California for. Another one's in April, and another one's in May. Three different locations. It's like a circuit pop event where the top player gets 100 points and whoever wins it, and you can be crowned. New England circuit event guy. And it sounded really cool, and they're only limiting it to 32 people. So. They, they, oh, they, they are limiting it. Limiting yes. it to 30. Okay. So, really cool. I well, thought it was a great have, idea. Is it. So, you have to play in all three events? Is that how yes. it works? Well, your, your point. You all. To win. But, you know. Well, your it's points, a combination of the three events. Oh, yeah. You pretty well, much have to low, play yes. in three events. Okay. I get it. Yes. I get it. And uh, I would have loved to have done it because there's a lot of good locations with that. But unfortunately, as I said, we'll be in California. But fortunately, there'll be a shit ton of games there. So hopefully oh, that will be good. a fun time had by all. Smile on my face, it will be. Tim should come out with us. Tim should come out with us. Yeah, Tim, come out to California. Come on. <laughs> all right. Come on, we'll let's see. do it. Let's do it. Tim, uh, all classic Sterns. Well. <laughs> More stars than I can handle. I know, exactly. Uh, there's never too Eating much stars. Star, stars, Cheetah, Sea Witch, Stargazer. I may have to turn that. down your invitation. My brother just moved out to Seattle, so if I'm going to the West Coast, it's going to have to be the Pacific Northwest. Ah, there you go. Ah, uh, true. I got Very you. true. Yep, sorry. 
No, no problem. We want to get you out, though. Speaking of stars. The one you're going to trade me, yes. We had an epic stars game. Yes, we did. Where Bruce got, he broke the high score on my score, stars, which was what, three, you got like 328 or three. Okay, so you got 330, 330K, which is high on stars, trust me. So usually you figure like, okay, I'm done. You know, I have no chance because the chances that both players have a killer game on stars is, (laughs) I I can't do the math. I'm sure Tim could do the math better, but it's not high. I got 280. Oh, I almost caught his yeah. ass. I, I thought I had a shot in that third ball. But uh, that was probably the best combined Stars game I can ever remember seeing. Yeah, it was really cool. With that rule set, anyway. Because on mine, I have it. If you complete all the Stars, the roving shot, it's, it gives you a free game. It doesn't give you the 100,000. Ah, uh, okay. Because that kind of, I don't know, I, that kind of makes it a little, that's a little too high. Yeah, it nerfs that thing. It, it, yeah. it nerfs it. I'm sure Scott would agree. Oh, yes, he would. Yes, he would. So uh, I'd like to thank Tim Sexton once again for appearing thank on the you. podcast. Thanks for having me again. Our de facto co-host. <laughs> yes, he is. Again, we can be found on Facebook. Just look for Slam Till Podcast. You want to send more correspondence, um, tech advice, uh, tell Bruce how he's wrong about something or how I'm right about something, you can send it to... Or that Ron should get rid of that stupid Stargazer that stars for a nice new modern WPC pinball machine. Or that White. you can send emails to slamtillpodcast at gmail.com. Also, our YouTube channel, just search for slamtillpodcast.com. I might be putting up some of um, the, the Harlem Globetrotters, which I mentioned on previous episodes, is done. I might show off the uh, the software on the Firepower. And the the fun I'm going to have with the um, Sea Witch, doing, which we've mentioned on the show in the past. So once again, thank you, everyone. This has been episode 31, The Spy Who Loved Me. Say goodbye, Bruce. Goodbye, Josh Sharp.